If that doesn't bless your soul, your blessers broke. All right, what a blessing. Thank you so much for that. And with a message and music and then the kids performing, uh, we could just stop the service and it'd all be good. We're not going to, but we could. Uh, I'm still going to preach, but uh, just, uh, just a blessing to be able to, to enjoy uh, what God is doing. And God is doing something here at Bible Baptist Church. And we get to see him work. And uh, I want him to work in my life. I don't want to just exist. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want church just to just be a part of my schedule. I want, I want the Lord to be actively working in my daily life. And the reason I'm here at Bible Baptist is because I feel like God is working right here. If I didn't feel like he was working here, I would go somewhere else. But he is working here, and I'm thankful for that. This morning, I'm going to be looking at our theme, Glory Unto Him in the Church. And this year, as we uh, have looked at these 50 years of knowing him and making him known, when we think about the, uh, the two great commandments, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, uh, that is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And with that, we are to love God, but also to love others, to love people. And that is something that we have worked to accomplish. And when we think about the 50 years, we are looking back at milestones that have already been checked off. We can't go back and relive any of those days. We can look back at them and we can see uh, how, how the church was started. We can look at the people that God has, has brought across our path. We can look at uh, all of the, the different uh, individuals that have served and labored and been saved. And we can look over all of that and be thankful for that. But if all we have is a history We have no hope for the future. When the Lord said, unto him be glory in the church, it wasn't just for the past. It was for the future. This morning, I want to think about the future. Now, Nowadays, it's not an issue, but when I was growing up, we would sit down and we would watch a show, and at the end of the show, it'd get you right to a spot, a climax, you can't wait to what's going to happen, and then it would come up on the screen, to be continued. And this morning, I want to speak to you on the topic, glory, to be continued, to be continued. And let's pray. Father, I do thank you for these who are here with us this morning. Thank you for the blessings you have given to us. But thank you for being a God who doesn't just leave us 
with a past, but also gives us a hope for a future. And I pray today that you would work in the hearts and lives of each person here. Uh, May we be encouraged. May we be strengthened. May we be challenged uh, to go forward for you, not just to bask in the past, but also to be a part of what you are attempting to do uh, here and now and in our tomorrows. And so bless uh, this service for Christ's sake. Amen. I think about these that uh, have labored over the years and uh, the, the uh, investment of uh, this ministry. And uh, when we think about Bible Baptist Church, uh, it started out of what oftentimes is looked at as such a negative thing, a split. Uh, It was a church split. It wasn't a vicious church split. It was just uh, there were some people that wanted to have an outreach uh, with the bus ministry and others did not. And so they said, hey, we've got different directions that we're wanting to go. And so we are going to go and uh, we're going to start another church. And Bible Baptist Church uh, was started uh, and just out of uh, the uh, group of people that were wanting to uh, have an outreach to this community. And so uh, they, uh, it, the church started in a, uh, a home of the, the Sam's family, uh, and there are some pictures that you'll be able to uh, to see in the slideshow a little bit later uh, that'll be over at the other building. But uh, this service uh, was held in the the home of Leroy and Mary Sam's. Now, can you imagine uh, if we were still in that state? Can you imagine showing up in someone's neighborhood? Uh, and saying, okay, we're all coming to church. Let's all go to my house today. All right. Uh, that would not work very well. I'm so thankful that uh, the church didn't stay there. You know what? There are many churches that start uh, in a home and then they move to a community center or they'll move to a storefront. Uh, they'll rent a, a building, a grain hall, and uh, churches will uh, grow. And uh, with that, they, they grow looking forward to opportunities that they will one day be able to to have a a property and facilities that people can come to, that they can can, uh, uh, have as their own church and a place that uh, they can minister out of. Uh, But uh, the Lord has blessed Bible Baptist Church uh, in so many ways. I think about the the different pastors. Uh, The Bible says to uh, honor to whom honor is due and uh, the first pastor, Mike Lamb, uh, he was here from January of 74 through December of 74. Uh, he was here for just that one year. Uh, and getting a church started is not an easy thing to do. Uh, and so uh, a lot of times the church planners that are starting churches, many of them, uh, they will start a church and uh, bring in another pastor and they will move to another location, start another church. Uh, and so Mike Lamb was uh, one of the those individuals. He was the uh, the, the first pastor, Don uh, Niemeyer. Uh, he he uh, uh, was here and uh, from 75 to 79, and uh, he was here through the purchasing of this property and beginning the uh, the building that we are in this morning. Uh, Ralph Stokes was here from 1980 to 1985, early 86, right in there. Uh, Brother Brad Winnegar was here from 86 till 2002. 
He was here for 16 years. And then uh, Brother Steve Parker from 2002 to 2010. Uh, and uh, he, was, he was the pastor during that time. Uh, and then in 2010, the Lord brought uh, uh, our family here. And we have been here since 2010. Uh, but with that, when we think about uh, all of the people uh, that have been ministered to, we think about all of the lives that have been impacted. We think about people being saved. We think about lives being transformed. We think about those that uh, have, have come in these doors and they came in these doors broken. But the Lord put their life back together. You know, when we sing a little chorus, Jesus is the answer for the world today. And he still is. He is the answer. He is the one that uh, can put a life back together. Uh, it starts with salvation, but it doesn't end with salvation. There is so much more to accomplish. And uh, the Lord is, has given perpetuity uh, to the church. It's not based on the pastor. Uh, it's based on him. It is based on uh, he is the head of the church. And so when we think about unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. And you know what? Uh, ages have passed since the Lord was here, uh, but the glory should still continue in the church. Unto him be glory in the church. And we want to see this uh, continued. So the celebration today should not only be based on what has taken place in the past and the past accomplishments, it should also be a moment to praise the Lord that he has, a, he has a plan for our future. He has a plan for the future. You know, that plan includes people. It includes people. It includes you. You see, God has a plan, and we are included in that plan. And with that, he has a desire to use us for his glory. One of these days, our life is going to end. One of these days, we're going to take our last breath. And if you're a child of God, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so when I die, uh, my last breath here, my next breath is going to be in heaven. And I'm going to pass from life to life. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you don't have that same hope. The Bible says that when we are without Christ, we are condemned already. That determination of our destination, it's already been decided. And now, if we are going to uh, be with the Lord, we, there has to be a time that we're born again. Jesus looked at a religious individual. Religion isn't going to save anybody. Ch church isn't going to save anybody. It is only through Jesus Christ. He is the Savior of the world. And so uh, that faith has to be in him. But Jesus looked at a religious man and said, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. October 30th, I just had to think of it, wait, wait a second here, uh, October 30th, 1968 is my birthday, all right, and so, uh, so I, am, I am the double nickel now, I'm 55, and so, uh, so I, I was born 55 years ago, but April 23rd, 1983, I was born again. And without that time of being born again, coming to a place that I realized that I was a sinner in need of a Savior, 
and accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I would not have any hope of heaven. But now because I've accepted him as my personal Savior, my sins have been forgiven. All of them. Past, present, and future. And with that, uh, if you're saved this morning, all of your sins, uh, that sin debt has been forgiven. But if you're not saved, that sin debt is still yours to pay. The Bible says that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. It was never intended for man to go to hell. But if man dies owing that sin debt, that is the place that they will spend eternity in. God wants us to glorify him. And there is, there is a way for us to glorify the Lord. I was thinking earlier about Super Bowl 57. This last year was Super Bowl 57. And the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they won the Super Bowl. And, and af- after they finished the Super Bowl, uh, the team got together. They got their rings and said, okay, we're done. Nothing else to to go after. Is that what happens? No. No, they they got to the Super Bowl and they looked over what they had accomplished that whole season, but they were already looking to who they were going to draft. They were already looking about uh, who those coaches were going to be and changes that they were going to make. And right now, uh, they are 7-2. and And so they were already working for Super Bowl 58. They were already planning for that next season. And, and as we celebrate these 50 years, uh, we, can, we can just say, okay, well, we've got this far. It's all been good. Now, now we, nothing else for us to do. No, that's not the case. There are still people that need to be reached with the gospel. Aren't you glad somebody shared the gospel with you? I am so thankful that I am a child of God. I am thankful that the Lord has shared uh, his truth with me and people, other believers shared the gospel uh, with me and my family. And so what do we need to focus on if it's gonna be glory to be continued? Number one, we've gotta focus on the gospel. The gospel, that message of the gospel has to continue. Uh, getting the good news of the gospel out. The word gospel, euangelio, uh, it, it literally means good news. You know, when you tell somebody the gospel, that's not bad news, that's good news. Uh, you tell them the good news. What's the good news? Jesus loves you this morning. That's the good news. Uh, The good news, the good tidings is what the word means. Uh, And and the the good news is that Jesus loves you. Uh, The good news is that Jesus uh, has paid your sin debt so you don't have to. Uh, Jesus wants to save us. Uh, Jesus doesn't just want to save us from the penalty of our sins uh, and get saved. Jesus wants to salvage a life. I'm so thankful for the gospel. It's not just the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. It is encompassing uh, of the faith here. Uh, And so when we look at it though, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse one, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which ye have received and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you, first of all, uh, that which 
I also received, how that Christ died uh, uh, for our sins according to the scriptures, uh, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And when we think about uh, what Christ has done in the gospel, it's the gospel which saves people. It is the message of the gospel. Nobody is going to get to heaven uh, by coming to Bible Baptist Church. Nobody is going to get to heaven uh, because they put money in an offering. Well, maybe. No. Uh, nobody's going to get to heaven because they put money in an offering plate. Nobody's going to get to heaven because they got baptized. People will get to heaven because they put their faith in a Savior who loved them and died on the cross to pay for their sins and by faith that they accepted him as their personal Savior. You see, the gospel is where everything starts. That's the foundation of everything. The Christian life cannot be lived outside the gospel. Because that's the foundation. When we were building this building over here, uh, we, we, there was all kinds of energy and time uh, that was put into uh, making sure that the footings uh, were there. The foundation was there so we could build upon that. And the Lord is the foundation for everything. And for our life as a believer, uh, salvation is the beginning. But for a church, we can't forget the gospel. We can't forget the gospel. It's not just about having a crowd come to church. It's not just about uh, having messages where people will just feel good about themselves. You see, it has to be the gospel. Why? Uh, because that's what brings glory to the Lord. He said, he said, here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain. The Lord wants us uh, to reach people with the gospel. That's why we have what's called the Great Commission, going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, that job is not just given to the pastor. It's not just given to the staff. It is given to every believer. Why? Because the gospel is central to the, the purpose of Christ's coming. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so uh, we have to make sure that we uh, focus. If glory is going to be continued, Bible Baptist Church, we've got to stay after the gospel. Amen. We've got to stay after the gospel. And, and that means not just from the pulpit out this way. It means both direct. All of us need to be focused on, on getting the gospel out. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3, he said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. There are people that hide the gospel when they should be sharing the gospel. If God's going to be, if it's going to be uh, to be continued uh, for the Lord to be glorified, then we need to be getting the gospel out. Uh, there is enough evil in this world. Uh, this area needs the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the, the honor to be the chaplain for uh, the Yuba County Sheriff's Department. And with that, uh, working with the, with the deputies and with the, uh, with the sheriff and uh, the, uh, those that are in the corrections as well. And, and with that, there's, there's enough evil in this world. And people are victims of evil every single day. You know what's going to change that? The gospel. The gospel changes lives. 
It takes the broken and makes them whole. It takes the, uh, the, the criminal and, and will give them a new life. I'm so thankful for what the gospel does. So we need to share the good news. Uh, Bible Baptist Church, uh, let's share the gospel. The gospel, it still works. Uh, so number one, if it's going to be to be continued, uh, glory to be continued, we've got to share the good news of the gospel. Number two, giving. Giving is a part of that. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8 uh, and verse number 1, he said, Moreover, brethren, we do to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction the, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves... Uh, praying with us uh, with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave of their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Giving. Here, what predicated a financial gift was people that were just willing to give of themselves. You know, a self-centered believer, a self-centered church won't reach out to help others. You know, the Lord said, for God so loved the world that he, what? He gave. He gave. And it wasn't just, he didn't just, he didn't put an offering in an offering plate. He gave of himself. He gave himself. You know, if we, had, uh, if we had people, and we do have people, but uh, the, the, the goal isn't just to get somebody to put something in an offering. The goal is to get us to be giving ourselves to the Lord. When we give ourselves to the Lord, we don't have to worry about the other stuff. It just takes care of itself. But giving ourselves, and here as the Apostle Paul was writing, uh, he, was, he was saying, listen, he, he said that uh, this we, they did, not as we hoped, uh, but first gave of their own selves unto the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Uh, Paul here, was, uh, he was trying to get a big offering to be able to give to the believers uh, that were in Jerusalem. Uh, and so that's all he was looking for was just a financial offering to be able to bring a gift. Uh, but when, when, he, when he received it, he was like, this wasn't even what we were hoping for. This was above all that we were even beginning to imagine because they were giving of themselves. And when we are giving of ourselves, uh, the, the others just take care of themselves. And so here the apostle uh, is writing, and he, uh, if we are going to continue the work of the Lord, you know what we need? We need to give of ourselves. We need to give of ourselves. We need to give of ourselves to the Lord. I had a pastor years ago, and he would talk about uh, having one of something that he wanted to have was an offering plate made as big uh, that a person could climb into. And basically, just symbolically say, I'm giving myself to God. You know what, Christian? Every one of us should should in our own life give ourselves back to God. He has done everything for us. 
And because of his love, not because of obligation, though there is a debt of obligation, uh, but because of a heart of gratitude for what God has done, we should just want to serve him. Not because we feel like we have to, but because we want to. You know, these believers here, they had given of themselves. And that giving of themselves, what happens? The giving of themselves, people then are cared about. People are reached. The gospel goes out because it's not about me. Now I've got something worth living for. I have surrendered my life to serve the Lord. I am going to do what I can to, to share the good news of the gospel with other people uh, as people get saved. And uh, I am going to do what I can to invest in them and help them. We think about the Great Commission, going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, we, we think about just that uh, that investment in others. Uh, but these believers, they gave of themselves to the Lord. It all begins with a love for God. What is the first and great commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. And their love for the Lord resulted in their love for others. Their love for the Lord resulted in their love for the things that the Lord loves. You know what? The Lord doesn't love things. He loves people. And if we give ourselves back to him, what we'll find is our life will now be invested in people. You remember back in the 80s when those little, those little rubber bands started showing up? One of the, one of the things that uh, happened across a Christian community was you would see WWJD. What would Jesus do? Unfortunately, people put a band on and that was all, that's the furthest it got. But the reality is, we should have a desire to do what the Lord would want me to do. And because of the gospel, and as a church, we've got to be focused on getting the gospel out. As a church, we've got to make sure that we are giving of ourselves back to the Lord and serving him and, and trying to endeavor to do what he would want us to do. So we have the gospel, we have giving, uh, we have growth. Growth. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. This morning, as you look around, go ahead, look around. Not empty in here. You know what the Lord wants? He wants the church to grow. You know why? Because corporately, as a group, we will accomplish far more than anyone can individually. You know, the impact of a church and a community has a lot to do with their size. Because the size of the church also dictates what they can accomplish. The amount of laborers 
Matthew chapter 9, he said, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers into his harvest. Why did he say that? Because he's building his church. And with that, uh, the building of the church, uh, it's going to take people. It's going to take people. God has a plan uh, for you. Uh, He has a plan for this body of believers. And if you're not a part of this body of believers, uh, the Lord has a plan. And maybe he wants you to be a part of this place. Maybe he wants you to be a faithful uh, member at this location serving the Lord. Uh, Why? What will happen? It will help us accomplish more in this community. You see, there is growth. 1 Peter 2 Uh, Two, it's not just growth uh, on the capacity side. I got ahead of myself. Uh, It's the capacity first. Uh, We can't grow without us growing personally. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There is an expectation that after a person accepts Christ that personally they're gonna grow. We have all these babies, we have lots of babies in the church. And praise the Lord for that. But these little babies, you know, they they want that milk. They start growing. One of my youngest, no, second to the youngest grandson, uh, is uh, just had his uh, his first birthday. And so uh, just uh, just looking at uh, that birthday, it's like, how in the world did a year just get here? Uh, and time is just flying uh, with that, but they just keep on growing. Uh, but he goes on, uh, if so be thee have tasted that the Lord is good. Why, do you, why should you grow? Because the Lord's good. Amen. Have you ever had something where you went to eat something and you just had to have a little bit more? Here in just a few minutes, we're gonna have we're gonna have some tri-tip. Well, we smoked over 150 pounds of tri-tip. Well, come on now. This morning we were over there getting it, uh, uh, getting it, uh, starting to slice things up. Uh, but as we were cooking it, uh, we cut the tips off. Man, I got right down to your level spiritually, didn't I? (laughs) You end up grabbing one of those and you eat some of it. It's like, oh man, I need one more of those. We pulled the the tri-tip out of the fridge and started slicing it up this morning. And I was over there with Brother Frank. And and so it was like, it's cold. It's still good. Whether it's hot or cold, it doesn't matter. And so, but I had to have, I just didn't, I couldn't just eat one little piece. You know what? The Lord's that way. God is so good. Before salvation, I had no idea about the goodness of God. I didn't understand it. Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, we need, we, need to be, we need to be living in a life to where we see God work in our life. Why? Because then we'll, we'll experience that. 
We'll experience the goodness uh, of God. Uh, we, will, we will see. He said, if so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He's saying you, you need to grow. And as you grow, you will start to sense and to, to, it, to enjoy the blessings of God. Uh, those personal, uh, the personal growth, that spiritual growth uh, from a newborn baby. And then you have the different phases of that crawling and walking and running. Uh, but from uh, a physical birth to a new birth, uh, it is the same way. And, and as we experience how good God is, we get to see their, those blessings. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And you know, when I got saved, uh, there was a new creature, a new creation. And, and uh, my life absolutely changed. The direction, it was a 180 uh, change. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, so there has to be a personal growth in our own life. But then there also should be that corporate growth that I was just talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, as a church, uh, as believers as we assemble together uh, to reach uh, and follow the Lord. Uh, he said, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church was not meant to stagnate. The church will stagnate when believers stagnate. When we stop growing personally, the church will stop growing corporately. It's vital. The health of Bible Baptist Church is dependent on the spiritual growth of the members, the believers that assemble here. And we've got, we've got to continue to grow. Why? So, so as we grow, we are able to, uh, to uh, meet the needs of a community. Uh, the church was not to stagnate. It was given a mission to reach, uh, to reach a community, to reach a nation, to reach a region, to reach the world. Uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses uh, both unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of of the earth. The Lord wants this ministry to continue uh, to glorify him. But how is that going to happen? That is going to happen as we grow. As we grow. You see, this glory, we glorify the Lord for what he has done over these 50 years. Praise the Lord. But it should be to be continued. To be continued the future, what will it be? What kind of impact will it have? Will we be more engaged in community or less engaged? If it is based on your spirituality, where will we be? It's based on where we are personally what hope does the church have? I got saved when I was 14 years old. I was fast track on a path to destruction. I think about these young people in here. You know what I needed? I needed a church. After I got saved, I needed somebody to show me what life was, 
how it was supposed to be. I was already going a direction of how it wasn't supposed to be. You know what these young people need? They need some believers to be committed to Christ. You know why? So they have, they have somebody to mentor, to model, to help. These young families, so many families now. There has not been a mom and a dad and, and, and a traditional home to help guide what that marriage, what that relationship is supposed to be. And we're grasping at straws. How, are we, how do we do this? God's word tells us how. But we who are saved, we've got to embrace it. We've got to follow it. Why? So we can hand it down to that next generation. We've got to do what we can. Glory to be continued. So we, the gospel, we need to continue to share the good news. We need to be giving of ourselves and uh, to the Lord. Uh, we need to be growing personally, uh, corporately, if we're going to make a difference and make an impact uh, for Christ. To be continued. I'm not looking at just the last 50. I'm looking at the next five. I'm looking at what God is going to continue to do uh, in the, the coming year, 2024. Looking for that future. We have so much to live for. To live for. Not just to relish in, but to live for. Believers, there's a purpose for our life. Let's live out that purpose. If you're not saved, come on in. The water's fine. It's good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is so good. He's a wonderful Savior. Salvation will change your life. Father, I do pray that you'd help us this morning. You, you know the need of each and every one of us. For those, Lord, that maybe have been away from you, I pray that you would draw them back. Uh, I pray that their personal relationship, that they would be on a track uh, to bring growth in their own personal life and that they would continue to grow, not just in knowledge, uh, but, Lord, in application. Uh, and so they could live out the faith that you, had, you have given to us. Lord, maybe there's some that do not know you as their personal Savior. I pray today, uh, Lord, that they would put their faith in you. Whatever the need is, I pray that you would work. Heads bowed, eyes closed.